We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, what is up? Thursday, November the 3rd, 2022. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up show. We're rocking. We're rolling. Travi, Stephen Borville Jr., Kevin Cross, and I see you guys in the chat. Also those in the Big Cock Club Discord. Head over to the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel. Be sure your questions are answered there. First things first, I want to thank my friends JC and Phil over at Inside the Gamecocks for allowing me to come on today, talk some Gamecocks football, obviously the game against Vandy. Uh, we are rocking and rolling here on a Thursday, folks. We already got tomorrow's podcast recorded. I've already dropped my score prediction. Uh, let's see. I see Let There Be Slam, John Edward, Justin Langford, Travis Lee, Justin Haldzen, Gad, JD. What's up? What's up? Appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, hey, guys, really quickly, um, let's get this ad read. And, of course, guys, go check out our friends over at Price Picks because the Daily Crow brought to you by our friends at Price Picks. Download the app. Go to their website. Use the promo code TSUS. You're going to receive 100% deposit match up to $100 with our friends at Price Picks. And, guys, you can play anything and everything from college sports, pro sports, you name it. They got it. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made – Tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks. So again, go download the app, go to prizepicks.com, use the promo code TSUS, 100% deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out. Tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you guys. Uh, an update really quickly. Today, we will just be live on TDC noon to one instead of noon to two. So what that means, no break, power hour, Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. We will have J.C. Sherbert on the show tomorrow afternoon at 1.15. Today is a travel day for yours truly. Got to be out of the Airbnb by 1 o'clock. So I uh, did what I could to try to get the late checkout as late as possible. They gave me till 1, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to rock with that. Uh, but, again, appreciate you guys rolling with the punches, being cool with everything. And in the meantime, I do want to go ahead and jump into it. How's it? What's up, man? How are you? What's up, my guy? How you doing on this Spurs Up Thursday? I am doing well, my friend. How's everything going? What's up? Man, it's going good. Uh, got a little more pep in my step today as a Gamecock fan. Granted, last night was an exhibition game, glorified scrimmage, whatever you guys want to call it, uh, with our men's basketball team. But 81 to 41, I don't think them guys – Somebody should have told them that it was an exhibition game, the way them guys come out playing with some heat and some urgency. Um, 
that's what I kind of wanted to talk about today. We've been on the shameful Marcus failure field all week long. Um, so I just wanted to call in and give a quick rundown of what I think mm-hmm. uh, based off the of press conferences and the couple of highlights I've seen from the men's basketball program. Yeah. Um, overall, I think our realistic expectation on the season uh, would be somewhere between number four or number five in the SEC. Um, with Kentucky being a blue blood and they're solidified. I've got them at one, Auburn at two, Bama, I got them at three. Then I got either us at four and Florida at five or Florida at four and us at five, just depending on how everything swings. Um, with Lamont Paris, um, based off of his conversation and the way he ran his offense, I think we're going to have a rejuvenated offense and a rejuvenated program altogether. Of course, his background is that of a defensive guy, but Harris was a decent three-point shooter. And if anybody watched any of the highlights or seen any of the highlights or even watched the game on YouTube, I noticed that we ran the floor more and that we took more three-point shots. How are you feeling about that going into the season? You know, it's interesting. We'll drop the full uh, season preview pod on Tuesday and really start talking basketball. I wanted to do it this week, but I was like, you know, I'm out of town. And, you know, I really want to be able to do it when I can sit down in the studio, lock in, and, and produce the best possible product uh, I can. So, we'll, we'll drop that next week. You know, I'm excited for year one of Lamont Paris. I, I go into it, you know, just to be totally honest with you, I go into it with – Virtually no expectations. I, I, I'm, I'm just really curious to see what we look like, what the style is. Um, you know, like you mentioned, man, I mean, we, we, are, <laughs> we are so starving for any of our teams to have good offense. I don't know why bad offense has followed, like, every one of our teams. But um, I, I just – I definitely want to see an exciting product. I'm excited to watch Gigi Jackson. I'll be honest, admittedly, I didn't get to watch any of the exhibition last night or, or, or keep up with anything. Um, but Gigi, Michi Johnson, Chico Carter, Jacoby Wright, um, you know, re- really excited to see what they can do. Again, my expectations, I mean, we're picked dead last in the SEC. So I, I, I'm not, you know, I, I don't, I don't think there is a, I, I don't think there's anything like a pass fail in year one for Lamont Paris. Uh, I think year one's just kind of all about, Hey, let's get acclimated. Let's see what we got. And, you know, if you can get a guy like Gigi to lead you to the postseason, maybe NIT, that would be a victory, a huge success in my mind. And, uh, you know, it's crazy. I asked people what their what their expectations were for year one of the Lamont Paris here, and I got people telling me, oh, sweet 16 minimum. I'm like, I, I, I don't no, know where that's we gotta coming from. we got to be realistic. Right, right. So, I mean, it's it's year one of Lamont Paris. I, I just want to see an exciting product and, and uh, you know, just kind of go from there. But I am excited for basketball. I am excited for basketball for sure. Um, so, um, yeah. So. To hit on uh, Michi and uh, Gigi, um, they were – I can't remember whether their press conference was before or after uh, Paris's. Um, I know Gigi ended up with 11 points and eight boards, which, you know, it's, it's not bad that Gigi Jackson, I'm sure people thought, oh, he should have done this. I mean, it was an expedition game. But my positive takeaway from that was um, in the presser, they asked how they felt about it. And pretty much they were like, it's the open, it's, it's a new style of offense. Uh, it's ran like every other everybody else runs. UNC, Duke, Kentucky. Basically, they ran a, a up tempo offense. But the thing was, it's like a reward and a risk with uh, Paris is what I gathered from Michi and um, Gigi, being that if they 
play their man-to-man defense, and they switch whenever a switch is needed as far as switching on defense, and they provide on defense, they kind of opens them up on the offensive end to take shots and do things that they wanted to do. I know with Nietzsche, uh, according to the, what I've seen and the pressure, he's good, probably going to be a, a good three-point shooter. Um, they asked Paris if he had a green light, and Paris was like, I don't want him taking logo shots, even though he can hit logo shots, but his range is much further than, than mine. To quote Paris, I was a toes on the line. Michi, Michi can hit it from between the line and between the logo, wherever he's comfortable, as long as it's a high percentage shot. So it sounds like we're going to have more of an open offense and more of an up-to-date offense. Uh, I definitely can't wait for it. Um, a sweet 16, I don't see that being realistic, but I like I said, I think we're gonna finish somewhere between four and five. And with the foundation he's got, we got four seniors, we got one sophomore, we got five juniors, and we got four freshmen. I think Gigi's gonna be a return player. I don't think he's gonna be a one and done. And I think he's laying a really good foundation. And then we got hot two with Jacoby Wright and Nietzsche being our shortest players on the team at six two. And then we got players all the way up to I think six ten. So I, I definitely think it's gonna be a learning curve year. Um realistically, like I said, I think we'll do well in the SEC. Making the tournament, that's a big if, but definitely NIT eligibility, I see that. And then probably our second and maybe third year, I would see us making a strong run to, to be a threat maybe in, in the tournament. But uh, that's what I wanted to start this off on, on a positive note. I appreciate the call, and thanks for everything you do. Have a safe trip back and enjoy the rest of your vacation, man. I appreciate it, Housen. Thank you so much for the call, my friend. Great stuff. That's about as positive a call regarding Gamecocks basketball as I've, I've ever had on these airwaves. <laughs> like, truly. Uh, also, saying that Gigi will not be a one and done. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited for basketball. And somebody commented earlier, said, where did it go? Chris, love the daily content. Quick question. Will you have guests during the basketball, baseball season to speak on upcoming games and team? I know it probably wouldn't be daily like football. Braddock, I would like to, though. Now, I mean, you know, the 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 Daily Crow right now, obviously the guests set up, you know, all of our guests are heavy football, which makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I would I would like to at some point maybe switch gears in some point in December. Um, you know, Jamie Shaw is a guy I'd have in mind. I don't know if Jamie would be down to do it, but I've had him on the podcast and uh, friend of the show, so I, I'd love to have somebody like that. I, I think there's guests we could get out there that I think would be really, really would, would bring a lot of value to the show. And uh, you know, somebody like J.C. Sherbert can talk basketball. I, I mean, you know, he, he's a he's a football recruiting heavy guy. So we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But definitely, no, Braddock. I like where your head's at. I, I definitely want to transition a little bit and have people in that can that you know that love basketball that want to talk basketball that. Uh, you know, can, can bring a lot of value during basketball season. Then, of course, when we get to baseball, that's that's a given as well. So, um, let there be slam looking like weather might be a factor at Vandy. What's the weather looking like? I, I have not looked the weather. Um, anyways, yeah, I, I, I'm, you know, I, I'll drop the full podcast, guys, next week. I mean, we'll talk top storylines. I'll give my projected starting five. You know, season will be successful if, you know, all that good stuff. But the, the, the typical season preview stuff. I'm keeping my expectations, like I said, very low in year one. And that not not in a negative way. It's just let's just see what we got. You know what I mean? Let's see what we got. But I think definitely seeing an exciting product, up-tempo, good offense. Good, good offense. Good offense. That, that's that's what we all want to see. I, I don't know why, for whatever reason, 
bad offense just follows Carolina in, in every sport. I don't really get it. Guys, again, in case you missed it, you're just tuned in. We are just going till 1 o'clock today. No break. Power hour 12 to 1 instead of 12 to 2 today. So if you normally call in that second hour, uh, you want to get your call in now. You want to get it in now. So just letting you all know there will be no break. Kind of a actually an old school TDC, right? The old school. We used to just rock 12 to 1, no break every single day. So that we're throwing it back to an old school TDC. But uh, yeah, it's a travel day for yours truly, truly. And uh, check out was it one. So that's as late as we can go. And I didn't want to cancel the show, obviously. Also, I want to say thank you to JC and Phil over at Inside the Gamecocks having me on the show today. Had a great conversation with them. Uh, I actually did release my prediction for the game on Saturday, if y'all want to hear it. Um, and then we will have J.C. Sherwood on the, on, the, on the show tomorrow. We'll have J.C. on the show tomorrow um, at 1.15. Instead of today's normal 1.15, we'll have him on there at 1.15 tomorrow. So, Connor, you're going to be able to make the basketball game against Clemson next Friday. Connor, I will not be at the basketball game um, just because – I will be down in Hilton Head for our event at Carolina Cigars, and I'll be staying down there because that Saturday we will be at Somerville at the Carolina Alehouse location. So it just wouldn't make a whole lot of sense for me to go Hilton Head, Cola, back to Hilton Head, over to Somerville. But, you know, just it's a lot of travel. So I will be watching the Clemson game actually from Hilton Head. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are worse places to catch a game for sure. But, uh no, I will not be in person at that game. But uh, really excited for me. It's crazy. It gets real very quickly, right, for basketball season. You've got the game against South Carolina State uh, next Tuesday. And then, you know, there it is, the Clemson game on Friday, the night before the Florida game. So it should be a lot of fun. Also, women's basketball getting going, what, on Sunday, I believe, is their first regular season game. Um, so really excited for that. Also, guys, I will say this. I'll tease you with this. If you're in the Big Cock Club Discord, you already know this. Uh, know this information. But uh, big news, big, big news on the business side of things, specifically the merchandise side of things. And I will let you guys know the details here very, very soon. But uh, business is booming. So I'll, I'll just say that business is booming and the merchandise is spreading and uh, retail opportunities are partnering up. And it's all because of you guys, your love and support, man. And I'm so eternally grateful. And uh, I appreciate you all so much, man. Rocking and rolling with the business and the support and the love. And without it, uh, opportunities like these wouldn't arise. So thank you all so much, man. Thank you all so much. I truly, genuinely do, do appreciate it. But uh, anyways, guys, taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-337. That's 843-790-3377. Again, 1 o'clock, the cutoff time today, 1 o'clock. Um, we are going 12 to run, 1 straight through it, power hour, Right. Not going until 2 o'clock. So, if you normally call in that second hour, get your calls in now. Travis Lee says, people mad about the fire sat shirts. <sighs> slap dick's going to slap dick, Travis. I mean, listen, the day I take business advice from folks on Twitter is the day that I'll hang it up. <laughs> Don't take criticism from those you won't take advice from, my guy. That's that's the, my, my best means of operation, so – uh, I'm a man of the people. What can I say? Thousands and thousands of you were calling for and clamoring for the fire sap merch. Who am I not to give the people what they so desire? So, business comma man. Anyways, guys, uh, I'm really excited, if nothing else, that 
the mood of conversation today is a little bit better. It's a little bit better, right? It's a little bit better. So, uh, let's see. Connor Lee says, made by Jocelyn. What it What is made by Jocelyn? What does that mean? What does that mean? Rebecca, what's going on? How are you? Good to see you, Rebecca. Um, I, I will say this, because I saw my guy Phil Harris comment. What up, Phil? Um, from talking to Jamie Shaw, who obviously would know, he did say that Gigi Jackson definitely would have come to South Carolina had Frank Martin not been fired. And it actually probably would have happened with, with far less drama. So I, I'm not going to take that away from Frank. I, I, Gigi definitely is a game guy no matter what. To accept, press one. Robbie, you there? Yo, what's up? We, we didn't get our normal. Sorry, we didn't. Fart. We didn't get our normal I intro had a there. Fart. Sorry. You're, you're fine, my guy. I just, I'll, I just, I, I didn't a, hear I my normal fart. Robbie Davis Zaxby's Hall of Famer. I was like, is he, is he there? Is he there? Yeah, I'm here. I haven't felt good the last few days. I hate to hear that, Robbie. What's going on? You got the – I feel like the flu is going around. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I don't, I don't feel good. I don't – I haven't felt good the last couple of days. It, it must so be I that. It must be that offense. It must be that Satterfield offense. That's what it's got to be. I don't know what it is. I don't blame it on Satterfield. We're blaming everything else on Satterfield. Let's blame global warming on, on Satterfield, too, while we're at it. We, we'll do that. We'll do that. <laughs> But um, I also I wanted to uh, just you know give you my I know we ain't quite in the basketball season quite yet mm-hmm. okay, but I wanted to give you my ten cents on what I'm hoping to see okay, and then I will uh, give you my prediction for Saturday. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. You cool with that? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, fire away, my guy. Fire away. The main thing that I want to see right just like everybody else, is a good product, right? Because one thing we definitely struggled with last season was I noticed last season that we struggled with in basketball, okay? Because My dad told me one time, he said, he said, he told me one time, he said, when it comes to sports, people show up for the offense because they want the offense to be. Up for the offense and they watch the defense. They show up for the offense, they watch the defense. Yeah. I think I worded it wrong, but that's as close as I could think of it. So you want to see us improve in in defense, rebounding, and offense. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Because our rebounding was god-awful last season. Okay? We lost games that we honestly should have won last season. You still there? Because I just saw the screen go black. still there? Yeah, I'm, I'm still here. Satterfield Hackers just playing around. We're good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and 
I, I'm really, I mean, yes, it was a, it was a exhibition last night. Okay. Or yeah, last night against <laughs> somebody, I didn't know, a team I ain't never Mars Hill. Of. They shout out to the SAC. They were actually in the same uh, conference as Newberry. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. But, uh, I have no expectations. I just want to see us basically, even though we don't start conference play till like December, mm. I just want to see a product to where I can be like, okay, I want to go to some games this year, right? Because while Mr. Getting Fired for Winning was was there, we sucked. We had one good year. One. Well, actually, great year. We had a great year. So we made it to the NCAA tournament. But anywho, that's enough of that. I'll get to. I'll talk. I'll start talking about you know mentioning basketball in a couple of weeks because we start like next week. Yeah, I will be week. watching the game. And for those of you that don't know, the game against South Carolina State will be on the SEC Network. The big channel. So, if you are a basketball fan like I am, you can watch the game if you're not able to go. But anywho, let's get to the let's get to the meat and potatoes of the conversation. Why don't we? Okay, let's get to the meat and potatoes mm-hmm. about the conversation, which is about Vanderbilt. Okay, I watched some of of Vanderbilt's game against. Hawaii, and that was about it. I have not watched a single bit of Vanderbilt since. Okay. Now, was I expecting Vandy to lose to Hawaii? No. Absolutely not. No. If Vanderbilt would have lost to Hawaii, I would have laughed. At and I, I, I really think that the winning streak will continue. It'll move up to 14. Because I think I think we have a we, we definitely have a better team than Vanderbilt, 100%. And it's high time for Spencer to get his head out of his butt and play the way he's capable of playing. Because this is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, we, I we, we say we say we say it's put up or shut up every week, but certainly this week it's uh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's definitely put up or shut up this <clears throat> week for for Satterfield and for 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 Rattler. Okay. And because after this week. We got Florida and then Tennessee and then Clemson. So So what's the prediction? What's what's the Robbie Davis pick for the Vandy game? The, my pick is thirty five to fourteen South Carolina. Thirty five to fourteen Gamecocks. Okay. I love it. I mean I, I, I I'd love I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Thirty-five points, and and also real quick, 
and then I'm going to get off here, I promise. My dad has a show in North Carolina at a place called Double Vision somewhere in North Carolina. I can't remember the name of the place whatsoever. Uh, the, the name of the town, that is. I know the name of the, the bar, but the name of the bar is Double Vision. Mm. So he'll be at Double Vision in North Carolina. Oh, Rockingham. It's Rockingham, North Carolina. Rockingham. Rockingham, North Carolina at a, at a bar called Double Vision. They'll be performing there. And uh, I talked to my dad about it last night. Are you going to be in Columbia at the Carolina Alehouse for the Clemson game or no? Yes, yes. For the Clemson game, we will do the watch party at the Alehouse in Harbison. Yeah. I may – we may make an appearance. Okay. That would be a fun one. That would be a fun one. We'll be uh, – Woodruff Road Saturday, uh, Somerville for the Florida game, and then Harbison for Clemson. Sounds good. All right, man. I'm going to make like a bunny and hop off here. Uh, you be careful going back to uh, Greenville. And Joe Gamecocks and the heck with Clemson. You laughing Bobby. at me? Yeah, I'm, I'm laughing. All right, I appreciate you, Robbie. <laughs> You're the man. You too, buddy. All right, man. Take care. <laughs> he said, "John, did you really not hear me?" He said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna make like a bunny and hop off here." God, dude. I, I mean, <laughs> he says, "I'm gonna make like a bunny and hop off here." I'm dying. That, 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 that. I mean. That made the entire call. That 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 really. Made... Let's turn to the phone lines. Taylor, what's up, man? How are you? What's up, man? Just hanging out, man. What's uh, up? Nothing much, man. I'm making the trip up to Nashville uh, this weekend. So very good. That's a fun one. That's I'm just a fun kinda... road trip, from what I've heard. I know it's a long one. I've. I just hope the Gamecocks can put something together, man. I uh, really hope – I saw you said something about the uh, Vanderbilt's worst – the worst team in the SEC in pass defense. It would be yeah. nice if we could spin it. Yeah, 317.8 yards per game they've surrendered. Now, granted, they've played Georgia, Alabama, Ole Miss. They've played some good teams. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think the opportunity is there to get the pass game going, no doubt. So, uh, you know, I, I – I'm not setting crazy high expectations for the offense. I'm, I'm not. I'm, uh, but still, you should be able to have enough success to, you know, to, to, to get the W. You absolutely should. Well, I mean, who is the O-line coach now that Atkins is gone? Lonnie I mean, Teasley, I believe is his name. He was a, like a GA before, I think. Lonnie Te- or something. I don't okay. know. Okay. I just would like to see them maybe switch personnel or something. I mean, I – I know I don't know how much better the stuff you got behind them is, but I mean you could just I'd rather you do something than not <clears throat> anything and keep the old old men in there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean I you know I I tell you this Taylor I I and I don't want to say this as a I I don't know like kill anybody's hopes and dreams, but I I, I think we are we are I, I do I I don't think we're gonna reinvent ourselves yeah. in the month of November. I don't think. I don't think Satterfield's all of a sudden going to discover that Jaheim Bell exists on game days. Um, I think we are, we are, and we, 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 you know, we very well may finish seven and five. God forbid an eight and four type finish, but 
if we do, you know, the, the wins will be sloppy, frustrating. The offense will sputter. Beamer ball will show itself. Defense will make plays. I, I, I just I just don't see us, again, all of a sudden reinventing ourselves. Like We're, we're not going to turn to Tennessee offensively overnight. It's just not going to happen. So, um, but so, so, so to the offensive line, you just kind of feel like, right, like if they're playing those same guys, like I, I just don't know what going into week nine mm-hmm. is where the light bulb clicks. And I, and I don't think, you know, I know the O-line played a rough game against Mizzou, but they've gotten a lot better. They've gotten a lot better. So, um, yeah, I just – I don't know, man. All, all eyes are on the offense. And uh, can, can Marcus Satterfield just not be himself for one game? Is that possible? I, I, you know, I, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this during, during – uh, or right before the show. Do we actually mm-hmm. have proof that Marcus Satterfield knows – that Jaheim Bell exists on game day. Do, do we really know for sure? We know, <laughs> know we know he knows he exists during the week. They obviously hug, as he mentioned. But do we know for a fact that he knows he exists on game day? That that might be something to look into. I don't know. Well, I mean, does he know that he can also play him at wide receiver, you know? Because when, he, when he's even in there, he's just blocking, it seems like, you know, at the tight end position. I that's a great question. That's a great point. They, but they do hug, though. They do hug. So that makes it all better. Well, I don't know. We'll see this weekend. But I, I left Missouri game, and I just felt like, man, our defense, you know, they didn't play great today. They, they played enough to win the ball game. And it's like we have to get a turnover of special teams or something to even have a chance at winning, you know. And that's not good. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't really worry about the defense in this game. Um, you know, I, I think you look at Vandy, their young quarterbacks play really, really good football, right? A.J. Swan, eight TDs, one pick. Will Shepard on the outside is a good player. Jaden McGowan's an in-state kid, plays for Vandy. Ray Davis, solid 4.2 yards per carry, four tutties. He's ran for 564 yards. You know, they've got some decent guys, but I, I wouldn't look at Vandy as like a lethal offense by any means. So, um I think defensively we'll be fine. It just all comes down to offense and what do you do and, and how much help does the offense need? You know what I mean? And I, and I think I think they'll need it, right? I mean, it's – it's mm-hmm. you know, so. Well, it's a must win. If they don't win this weekend, oh. they're not going to get eligible. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you lose this weekend, the rest of the season's done. You're, you're cooked. You're cooked. Uh, I mean, I think most folks already feel like even if you beat Vandy – you know, and I, and I, I will say this. And I feel like this is the this is the most obvious take ever, but I predict this as being a game that Gamecock fans will leave frustrated no matter what. No matter what, I think South Carolina fans will be frustrated after this game. Just as frustrated, if not more frustrated. I don't think you can beat Vandy by enough. It kind of reminds me of, the SC State and Charlotte games. And I'm obviously not putting Vandy in the same category as those teams in regards to, you know, their talent level or whatever. You know, Vandy's an SEC team. But it's kind of like those games, unfortunately, where it's like you literally just can't win by enough. And, and that's kind of a – I don't know. That's, that's, a, that's a tough situation to be in, right? You, you literally can't score enough. You can't do enough offensively. And then if you force feed the ball to Jaheim Bell and he has a big day, which I could very well see happening – everybody's going to be frustrated because they're going to say, well, why weren't we doing this all year? You know, so it, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of an interesting 
it's an interesting scenario. Obviously, you'd rather be frustrated after victory than defeat. But, uh, you know, I, I predict that the majority of this Gamecocks fan base, unfortunately, will still will still have plenty to gripe about as we uh, as we go into Florida week. Yeah. Thanks for taking my call, man. Take care, always. Taylor, I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for the call. Great stuff, guys. Phone lines are open. We got 30 minutes to go. Like I said, doing a power hour today. We're going to close up shop at 1 o'clock instead of 2. So get your calls in if you like. 843-790-3377. Travis Lee says, Satterfield's like that mean-ass drunk daddy. Wakes up in the morning, hugs son, and then gets drunk and beats the hell out of him the rest of the day. Man, you took it to a dark place, Travis Lee. Took it to a real dark place. Uh, John Edward, you can beat Vanderbilt in Florida. Yeah, got to beat Vandy first, but you can. Greg Bedinger says, how was the presser with Sat? I haven't had time to watch it. Does he seem any different? <laughs> Greg, take take the 12 minutes out of your day and go watch it. You tell me what your, what your, what your thoughts are. <laughs> Somebody, oh my God. Watch the Sat presser. I, I'd literally rather gouge my eyes out. I mean, <clears throat> jeez. Brandon Wagner, I think if we drop 50 and Spencer has 300-plus passing with no turnovers, people might be satisfied. Well, Brandon, I'm talking about realistic scenarios because realistically, is that going to happen? Probably not. Probably not. Breaking news. Rebecca says, finally named one of the roosters. Rebecca, what is the name? What is the name? We need to know what Rebecca's rooster's name is. Trad, I didn't I don't think I saw Beamer's post. What what was what was Beamer's post? About find some joy? Find some who who did he say find some joy to? I don't I don't think I saw whatever you're talking about. Anyways. Okay, Rebecca named it Cocky. All right, cool. Steven, who you said, who do you want to see as OC? Once there's an opening, we'll dive into that. I, I don't really have a short list right now. Somebody who's got a dynamic, dynamic spread up-tempo, creative offense. That's what I want to see. Um, Robbie Davis texts in, says, Chris, it's Robbie Davis, a.k.a. Zaxby's Hall of Famer. I watched Satterfield's press conference, and to be honest, I thought he was high. LOL. There you go. That's from the the, the, the great Robbie Davis. Um, J.G. Lashley, let's switch gears right quick here. Do you think if Mark Kingston has another rough year, do you think Monty Lee takes over and was this all planned? I I, I don't know, JG. I, I would be would be interesting. I don't know. Um I don't know, would be interesting. Hold on. I I'm still Lex. I'm missing who who did Oh, 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 when Beamer said he he loved Loves coaching the football team. Hashtag find some joy. Frank, what's up, man? How are you? 
Good morning, my man. How you doing? I'm doing well. Appreciate you tuning in. I got some uh, best case scenario, worst case scenario for you. All right, let's hear it. All right. Worst case scenario. We beat Vandy. We beat Florida. We go to a bowl game and win. We get sat for another year. Best case scenario. It's going to be difficult. We lose to Vandy. Sack gets, gets fired on Sunday. We beat Florida, go to a bowl game anyway, and still win that. How do you like that? I'd, I'd prefer the first scenario happen and we still get rid of Satterfield, but, yeah, I, dude, I, I just – I hear you. I hear you. In the long term, that might be a good plan. In the short term – I, I literally might have to take the week off next week if we lose to Vandy, man. I'm not even going to lie to you. I, I might have to just – I might have to get off Twitter for a few days, man. It, it'll be it'll be ugly. I mean, all hell – hell the, – the hell hath no scorn like a disgruntled Gamecock. That's for damn sure. So. We were already teetering on the edge, so we're going to need something to change. And that's what I'm saying. If you thought If you thought this week was bad – Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, my man. You have a good weekend. Hey, I appreciate it, Frank. Thanks so much. Great stuff there from Frank. And, yeah, I, I just that, – that, 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 that hypothetical right there, I, I just – oof. 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 Let's see. Jay Smith, what's up, man? I've been doing great. How you been? Let's jump back to the phone lines here. Dave, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, bro. I'm doing well. Um, I know you're just doing the hour, so I'll make it quick. Uh, the only thing I got to say about the Satterfield presser was that was an insult to our intelligence. Um, but the question I had for you is I heard that his contract ends in December. Mm-hmm. Do you know if it's December 31st or the first part? Because – you know, I'm worried about early signing day plus the bowl game. I'll take it off the air, man. See you soon. Dave, I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for the call. Uh, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know exactly when the contract ends. Um, you'd have to think, though. Is it December 31st, Elvis? Okay. So, it's end of year. I mean, I'd have to think, though, when you, when you talk – when, when, when you talk recruiting, right, in the early signing period, if, if Shane Beamer's got his mind made up, they're going to let recruits know that, right? They're going to let recruits know that, no doubt. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I don't think it's a scenario in which Shane Beamer allows it to affect recruiting. I could be wrong. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I, I'd be shocked. I mean, he knows, he knows recruiting is the lifeblood of college football and, and – uh, you know, if you can't get the best players. And, I mean, that's, guys, really, when you think about it, I mean, that that's really, you know, that, that, uh, that, uh, that situation with the, with the receiver that chose Tennessee that didn't want to come to Carolina because he saw the offense and didn't see it getting any, any better and thought the offense was boring, that, that's, that that may be the biggest issue. Because here's the thing. If you can't get the best players to come come play for you, then then you have no chance to begin with. So, you know. 
the frustrations are felt in the building, guys. I can assure you. I think they're keeping, I think they're keeping a united front for for obvious reasons, right? I think they're keeping a united front for obvious reasons, uh, just to you know make it through the 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 rest of the rest of this season. But I, I guys, they're not immune to it. They hear everything. They do, especially when yours truly is saying it. They hear it all. They hear it all, man. So, Shane Beamer's not a fool. He knows the offense has to get better. And while, you know, he guys, you know, I, I, I just, I, I would almost, it's, it's tough because on one hand, I would tell you, don't waste your time tuning into these pressers. You're only going to frustrate yourself, right? But on the flip side, I mean, these pressers, this media stuff is, is Shane Beamer's channel to communicate with the fan base. And so how do you use that channel? You know, and, and Dave Garrick says that Marcus Satterfield's presser was was insulting, right, to, to our intelligence. Well, a lot of those pressers are, man. Because they're, they're explaining football to us like we are stupid. You know, I, I love Coach Beamer to death, but the answer about Jaheim Bell and personnel and, well, you see, there's five offensive linemen and there's a quarterback and there's a running like, – like, we know this. We know all this. Why are you explaining this to us like we've never watched a game before? You know, so a lot of that coach speak stuff comes off that way. A lot of that coach speak stuff is, is exactly that, you know. But, uh, no, nah, anyways, it, it, it's funny, man. <laughs> I, made, I made this joke on Inside the Gamecocks with uh, JC and Phil that – you know, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Shrek 2 when Shrek and Donkey and Fiona, they're on the way to far, far away. And Donkey's doing that, that sound just in the back seat. And Shrek just, oh, he looks at him. He's like, for five minutes, could you not be yourself? For five minutes. That's, that's how I feel about Marcus Satterfield. Sat for just five minutes. For one game. For one game. Could you just not be yourself? Just just one game. Just one game. Anyways, guys, Kim Anderson said, has anyone not got anything to say good about Sat? I mean, really, the recruits and players are listening to these podcasts. Give the man a chance to write the ship. He's one of the best recruiters around. Kim, if you are choosing a school based off a podcast, I that's a really interesting strategy. I, I will can't like Kim, let me, let me, let me to that point, not to take this down a, a separate rabbit hole. Let me ask you this, Kim. Do, hmm, how, how do I want to phrase this question? Kim, do you, I, I just, people that say that, listen, I'm going to speak the truth. I'm going to speak my truth. That's it. Okay. Is Shane Beamer's job and their to recruit? I'm not affiliated with the University of South Carolina. Never claim to be. I don't want to be. I love creative freedom. I love creative control. I scratch my head when it itches and I dance when I hear music. I, I will not bend the knee for anyone. So you you there's people out there that act as if 
I should be doing this. I should be doing that. You should be saying this. You should be saying that. No, I'm going to say whatever the hell I want to say. And if you don't like what I have to say, well, the internet exists and you can go out there and you can build your own platform and you can you can say whatever you want to say and you can put the blood, sweat, and tears to it like I have and you can build it up to a point where people give a shit what you have to say and then you can peddle whatever you want to peddle. But I'm going to call a spade a spade. And listen, this is big boy SEC football. Criticism comes with it. This is one step below the NFL. If you don't like criticism, go play in the ACC. Go play in the Big Ten. Go play in the Pac-12 where they care much less about football. And now with NIL, you want me to feel bad? They're getting paid. And Kim, I'm not trying to come at you, by the way, but like I get a lot of... I, I get a lot, like, people lose sight of. I'm not on USC's payroll. I, I'm not I'm not indebted to say anything to make USC feel good. I'm not. I'm a content creator. I speak for myself. And I will continue to rock that way. And I see people that comment, and they're like, hey, man, never change. Keep doing. Guys, I could never change. This is how I'm built. This is how I'm wired. I, I'm. I'm going to speak the truth. The day that I can't do that, I won't do it anymore. What I'm saying is not negative against USC. But does our OC suck? Yeah. Yeah. Kim, I can assure, and I keep saying Kim. I'll stop saying Kim. This is more, like, there's a lot of banter like this. Kim, I, I just said it again. I'm sorry. Kim is just the name rolls off the tongue. Kim, right? That's a, that's a good name. That's a good name. Good name. But I'll say this to everyone. Me saying fire sat, which I waited a lot longer than, than most. I mean, I, y'all know I waited a lot longer than most. But me saying fire sat, and me putting fire sad on a piece of merchandise, listen, I'm a man of the people. I mean, I, I wouldn't have done it if I didn't have so many people reach out. We need that fire sat merch. We need that fire. Well, who am I not to give the people? My, my responsibility is to the people. It's not even to USC. It's to the people. For you, the people, right? Like Bane said in Batman, to the people. We give it back to you, the people. Give the people the voice and the power. Right? Look at Rebecca. Thank you, Rebecca. She said, get you something nice to eat or drink. Look at that. Thank you. Thank you, Rebecca. But what I was the point I was getting at was you can you can think what I say or do is is harmful to USC. I can assure you us being 13th in the conference in offense and Spencer Rattler having five touchdowns and nine interceptions is much more harmful than anything I could do or say. I can assure you. I can assure you. So, hey, <laughs> I, hey listen, Gamecock fans, we're just a product of the results we see on the And honestly, the people on social media that think their sunshine pumping does anything, it's so funny that they really believe that that has any impact. 
like me picking us to go 12-0 and 0 means we're going to go 12-0. and 0. Obviously, it don't because I picked us to beat Mizzou and we got our asses kicked. So, anyways, yeah, if they, listen, if, there, if there's a recruit listening to my podcast, hey, PSA to the recruit that's tuned in right now, we need you. We need you. And I promise you, Shane Beamer is the guy. He's the man for the job. He's going to make sure you get featured on offense. You score a lot of points. You get drafted. You get to the next level. But Marcus Satterfield is a slap dick, and I will stand by that to the end of time until he proves me otherwise, and I hope he does. I'm not even going to sit here and say we got all Americans at every position. I'm not, I'm not going to say that. But I left, like I mentioned, I left the Missouri game saying to myself, hey, we're not Tennessee, right? I, I don't want Sat gone because we're not scoring 50 a game. I want Sat gone because we're better than that. We're better than that. We're better than that. We're, we're just so much better than that. So we're better than being boring. We're better than being stagnant. We're better than Jaheim Bell getting zero targets. We're better. We're, we're better than having 100 yards of offense, three straight SEC games at halftime. We're better than that, man. We are. We are better than that. We are better than that. And if we can't agree on that fact, then I don't know. What are we doing? I guess we're overachieving like hell. Um, Zach Attack in the TTC Question channel says, thoughts on having Bell be RB1 if Lloyd can't play? Yeah, so we're starting to hear some some disturbing rumors on, on Marshawn Lloyd. Maybe his availability is in question. Uh, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting. Mar- or, excuse me. Shane Beamer did mention that – uh, Shane Beamer did mention that Jaheim Bell, he mentioned this over the offseason, that Jaheim Bell it, would be our best running back if he was a full-time running back, which is really interesting to say. So, yeah, it could happen. It could happen. Uh, let's see. Jeff Gullich is the five-star recruit. Bama just signed with Bama because of our fan base hates our OC. It had nothing to do with Bama and all they've done in R as a program. Bama was just a fallback. Here we go, Jeff. Let's, let's blame the fan base for a recruit not signing. Let's 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 do that. Let's let hey Jeff Gulledge, all the Carolina fan base has done is show up and 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 buy tickets and buy merch and 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 claim USC when USC is giving them nothing back. But let's let's definitely blame the fan base for for their role in Carolina's in Carolina's. I mean, God, if I knew it was that easy, I would just you know, again I just pick Carolina to go twelve and zero every year and pump sunshine and rainbows. If if I knew that's all it took to to, to produce wins, I just you know I just do that. Why do fans hate the OC, Jeff? I mean, we're 13th in the – let me ask you this, Jeff. I mean, do you really expect folks to be singing Sats praises? I mean, like, like it's human beings, man. This isn't, this isn't rocket science. I, and, I, and I think 99.999999% of people are on board with it. That – that – at there just needs to be a move made it, it, you know it ain't nothing personal it's just dude look at the numbers then listen to all the comments it's like anyways I don't know. anyways yeah there, there are some rumors out there that uh marshawn may not be able to go which would certainly throw a wrench uh in some things but 
guys, I will say this. Um, I do think, you know, I've already said Gamecocks minus, uh, Gamecocks minus six and a half. You know, I, I've already said that. I, I've locked in my score prediction, by the way. I got 26 to 13, Carolina. That's my final score prediction. L- listen, I, I think this team is who it is, right? It'll be good enough to beat Vandy, but it is who it is. It'll be a sloppy, sluggish, you know, we'll sputter our way. We'll sputter our way to victory. To accept, press one. To send a voicemail, press Rebecca, I'm surprised to hear from you. What's going on? Yeah, I know. I ain't called in on Monday. I had a lot of stuff going on. Um, Now, would you care to show one of the pictures of the other roosters if you don't care on yeah, on the... yeah, I'd I'd have to do it on the show tomorrow. I I I honestly don't know how to pull it up right now. All right, and one of them is black, and one of them so uh, one of them's white. But I'm thinking that the white one is a hen instead of a rooster. Let's see. No. So right, and. So the black one's name is Cocky. Now we just need a female name. Any, Probably any. go with Caroline. Caroline? Yeah, or something like that. Because isn't that Cocky's uh, girlfriend? I I don't know. I think so. That's what I was thinking. Cause I looked it up on the internet. I said that cocky mascot have a girlfriend. They said that that he does, and his, her name is Car- Caroline. Well, I say you name it Caroline then. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> name him, name him Bell, and watch him disappear. Love that. Yeah, Caroline's the name. Boom. There you go. We're done. That's it. Name, name, name her, name her Caroline. Rebecca, I love you. Name the rooster Caroline. We got seven minutes to go. We got people calling it. I appreciate it. All right, let's jump to Jack. Whoever this is. Jack, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, how's it going? I'm doing well. Appreciate you asking. What's up? I'm just uh, wondering. Uh, I have a couple of questions. So, uh, your um, overall opinion on um, I know we lost like the, the Missouri loss looks just really bad, uh, especially after coming off two big wins against uh, Kentucky and A and M. But what do you think our our program like outlook is going to look like if we do somehow beat Clemson? Will that erase that Missouri loss, or do you think that's going to be a, still a big stain? I mean, if you beat Clemson, I mean it'll, it'll make the fan base feel really good. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. Mizzou will still obviously be disappointing, but I mean, I, I think, I think you would agree that, I mean, listen, these are, these are two fan bases, both Carolina and Clemson alike that are wired that you could lose every game. But if you win that last one, there's a lot of people that would label the season a success as crazy as that sounds. Uh, you know, you win that rivalry game, it, 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 it cures all the, all the ill, all the, all the woes of the, of the, the games prior. I mean, that, that, that game, stands out above the rest, obviously. So, um, you know, from a program standpoint, I think you just write it off as college football is crazy and 
you know, you're, you're still going in the right direction under Beamer. I, I, you know, I, I think obviously it'd just be labeled as a, as a massive upset. Um, you know, I don't think it'd mean you're a top five team or anything, obviously, but no, it'd be, it'd be huge. It'd be great for the fan base, if nothing else. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. And also, what's your what, what do you think your opinion is? Do you think TCU would be in the top top over Clemson? Do you think that TCU deserves that, or do you think Clemson's still a better team? Yeah, I, I think TCU does deserve it. I mean, I'll be honest with you, man. I I I didn't even watch the the playoff selection show Tuesday, but yeah, I, I mean, it's just unfortunate. You look at Clemson's schedule and who who they go up against, and we'll see this. Hey, we'll see. Uh, we'll see this weekend against Notre Dame. We'll, we'll see. That'll be that'll be a really interesting game. But, uh, yeah. Really good stuff. Okay. Uh, guys, we got four minutes to go. Here we go. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Corey, what's up, man? How are you? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. Appreciate you asking. What's up? All right, man. Let's jump right into it. All right. So, uh, about Satterfield. You know, I I agree. Um, something isn't right. But do you ever go back after the game is aired and watch the game and kind of pick it apart? Um, the Missouri game was definitely the worst. Yeah. Um, just a couple examples, man. Just our left tackle gets blown up a few times. Just one-on-one bull rush gets blown in the backfield. Rattler has no time to do anything. Mm. Um a lot of times we try to run the ball for a yard, and as soon as we hand the ball off, there's a Missouri guy a yard or two deep in the backfield. You know, we're just not blocking. Um, two two plays you can see very clearly from the TV angle. Got wide open in the seam, and Rattler throws it to the outside in the double coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed the read option one time when uh, Marshawn Lloyd gets chased down from behind after a six-yard run, if Rattler keeps it, he walks for five yards. Um, so, I mean, I, I get it. A couple of the screens to the outside, you just block the guy one-on-one, and we're going to get five yards in a first down, and we just can't do it. Mm-hmm. Just get beat. So, at some point, the players got to take some kind of some kind of heat. Uh, and I don't think it's all on them or all on Satterfield. So, just kind of wanted to get your opinion on that. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, nobody's mm. they're just not doing what they're asked to do. And it's, you could it's clear you can't, you can't, there's no way around it. You know, your left yeah. tackle has to block the defensive end to just get, just get beat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'll just say so, this, man, to your point, right? It's, 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 there are execution issues, but uh, you can't fire players. You can fire an OC. And fans, fans Um, want somebody to be held accountable. I mean, bottom line, they just do. They just do. So, and fans are the ones spending the money and going to the games and really paying Shane Beamer's salary practically. So, I mean, I am, I'm not saying they, they control what decisions he makes, but uh, I I, like, I I don't know how Sat could recover from it. I'm, I'm not saying, like, I think you're right. I think that, uh, you know, I don't think Spencer Rattler's played great football all year long. I don't think that, you know, the blocking, like, like, like plays have been there and the blocking, but I mean, I, I don't think people want to hear that, well, our players just aren't very good. Nobody wants to hear that. I don't think anybody believes that, you know? Right. Right. 
Um, but that's the truth. So if you look at it now, I, I, if they fired South Coast tomorrow, I wouldn't be upset at all. But I don't think that you can expect somebody, a new offensive coordinator, to come in and things are just going to flip and we're going to go from 13th in the SEC to third. It's just not going to happen like that. Um, it just, I think it would take a great coach. For instance, mm-hmm. our most successful years over the last 25 years have been with two Hall of Fame coaches. Right. I mean, Spurrier likes to throw it 40 or 50 times a game, and he comes in and says, all right, Connor Shaw can't throw it 40 or 50 times a game, so we're going to figure something else out. And we're going to let him run, and we're going to give the ball to Marcus Lattimore and let him run it 30 times a game because that's what we need. Every coach is that good. You know, Stafford is running his system. Mm-hmm. And that's all he knows how to do. Right. And it's just not. And, 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 to, and to, not that point, to that point, I don't want a new OC because I think we could be third or second in the SEC, but I don't think being sixth or seventh with this talent is asking too much. And I, I think there's a system out right. there that would do a much better job of maximizing the talent on the offensive side. Like, I, I just don't think Satterfield's right. boring pro-style scheme – 12, 13 personnel bullshit's ever going to work here. I, I just – I don't see it. I don't I don't see it. So, I mean, listen, no. listen. I mean, any uh, offense would be executed if you were at, at Georgia, Alabama, with their talent. But right. you got to play right. with the ones you got, not the ones you want. So, I, I yeah. just – I no, just no, – you, you know, so – But it – but it, but, tomorrow, not, Right. But the players have got to execute. I mean, there's no doubt. Players got to execute, bottom line. Yeah, and they're just – yeah, they're just not. So, hopefully, yeah. whatever uh, – you know, the next guy that comes in, it will be refreshing as a fan to say, all right, you got something to look forward to. Yeah. But it doesn't mean anything's going to change. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know who the guy is. I'm not, I'm not on the end like that, so I couldn't pick a guy. So then, so then where's, the, where's the hope then, my guy? Where, where's the hope? Where's the hope? Is it just in recruiting or what? Where's the hope? I don't know. I think it's uh, – <laughs> I mean, I think it just takes time. I think Beamer's our guy. I was super excited to get Beamer because I think he could be exactly like Frank and stay at Carolina for 25 years. And you can look back in 15 years from now and you're watching the game and they say how good of a coach Shane Beamer is. He's had 14 consecutive winning seasons and they're a good program. We may not win any SEC championship, but, I mean, you kind of like, if you compare him to Frank, Virginia Tech was a good team. Never really great. They, I mean, Michael Vick made them great. But other than that, they were just consistently good every year. And I think that's the stepping stone. Just, it's going to take time. And you get some good or better players in year after year after year. Try to make it work. And we won two games two years ago. So. Yeah. I, I hear you. I hear you, my guy. I just, I don't, I unfortunately don't think Sat's going to survive it. I just, somebody's got to no, be, no, somebody, somebody's got to be held accountable. And if Sat's retained, all, all hell will break loose. So, no, I don't think, I don't think that'll happen. I do think he'll get fired, but I'm just saying, you know, don't be surprised if the next guy comes in and you see a little bit of the same. I hope not. Yeah. But, you're going to need that great offensive coordinator. That's what we need. Yeah. You Before need to go get a name. I, there's no doubt. I, yeah, you you need to go get a guy that when fans hear the name is hired, they have real hope and belief that it will be better. Like that, there are reasons. Like almost like almost like it'd be surprising if it didn't work. That's the kind of guy you need to bring in. Yeah, but can we get that guy? I don't know. Um, yeah, so if we hire a guy named John Brown from Louisiana Monroe, that blah 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 blah. Yeah. It, you know, 
expect a lot of the same. So yeah. I'm just saying, I don't think it's all on Satterfield. We do got to just play better, man. He just, you know, just yeah, execute what he's asked to execute, and we could do a lot better. But hey, maybe we end up winning seven or eight games, and it's another step forward, and it's not all so bad. But anyone yeah. wants to win right here, right now. Yeah, for sure, for sure. My friend, I, I appreciate yeah, I appreciate the call. Really, really good stuff for sure. Great banter, great insight. Yeah, man. Take care. Appreciate it. Guys, that's it. We're gonna get out of here. Thank y'all so much. I gotta get out of this Airbnb before they kick me out. Uh podcast will drop tomorrow. Stay tuned for all of our content throughout the day. Of course, you guys know content bleeding out the eyeballs. And thank y'all so much for the love and support this week. Appreciate y'all. Y'all have a great rest of your Thursday. We will talk to you all tomorrow.